Welcome to the Masterlink Podcast with James and Stefan. Getting to know creatives in the music industry. Available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, welcome to the Masterlink Podcast. It's James here. And Stefan here. And it is my great pleasure to introduce Sophie Ackroyd to our weekly podcast. Hey Sophie. Hi. How's it going? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good. it's nice to nice to well, it's nice to virtually get back together with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we, so we, you, so Sophie, you used to do some work for me at the studio. I did, yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, I have very fond memories of those days. Um, yeah, that was really like a fun time all round. Nice, and obviously, so and you met Steph here as well because Steph you were recording the um the Helena May album wow long time ago yeah nice yeah it was a few years wasn't it I'm trying to think I think it's at least three yeah Yeah, I I think think so so. yeah um Sophie let's just just so our listeners know who you are so you are a London-based songwriter producer specializing in pop music and you've and you've recently completed um uh, your 2019-2020 studio residency at Spotify's Secret Genius Studio, which we we're gonna we're gonna come to that a bit later on because I know Stefan is 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 burning to ask you about <laughs> that. Uh, and you also spent six months working at Metropolis, which is super cool. Yes, so those things are like connected. So the the Spotify Studio is at Metropolis Studios, um, and yeah, that was just incredible. I got to. Um, Go there every day for six months, Amazing. which was yeah. wonderful. Well, I I can't wait to hear more about that, but I know Stefan's Stefan's going to start off with a with a with a question. Okay. Yeah, I um we read about you on your website, which is very impressive, fantastic stuff, and uh, I just want to jump straight in because as it happens, we talked to Connor Selby, a blues artist, um, who we're working with, and he is also an English literature student. No way. And yeah, so that, that's kind of a fun connection. And so you have an English literature degree from Oxford University. That's right, yes. And um, that's like an amazing start to the story because tell us how you got from being an English literature student to where you are today. Yeah, well, I'm increasingly surprised how common... It is. I thought I would be the only person in all the music industry to have done an English degree because it seems so far um, from what I'm doing now. But I think English is the degree that everyone does who doesn't know what they want to do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that is definitely what I was doing when I was uh, 17, 18. You know, um, I think as everyone... uh, at that age, considers university. Um, and also where I was, university was seemed to be like the only option. I, I was at this uh, grammar school, which was very academic. And I think there was only like two people that didn't go to university in my whole year. And they were like aliens. Um, and, <laughs> and looking back now, I, I actually think that maybe university, like doing what I do now, I, I totally didn't need to do that. Um but at the time, I had just I loved music, I loved books, I loved reading. I was very uh, nerdy, and I got good grades, and I got into Oxford to do English. 
Um, and yeah, so so that's what I did. And um, it was very challenging, to be honest. Like all of my other friends at other universities were like having the time of their lives and partying and all the other stuff that you do at university. And I was in a library. Um, but um, but I I do still really love like words and literature and stories. Um, so there's definitely things that I bring forward from that into songwriting now. Um, it must help with your lyrics. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously having studied poetry, I mean... Poetry is very different to lyrics, but it definitely definitely helps, I think. Um, but perhaps not in the same way that, like, an audio engineering degree would have helped. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, a lot of people don't really know what they want to do when they're 17, 18, and I, I really wish I did. Um, but I don't regret anything at all. Um, I absolutely loved, you know, I made lifelong friends um, and read a lot of books so um yeah but it's a it's a weird start to a music career for sure um and I spent my entire time at university doing music um so and even then I I didn't realize that I was you know doing the wrong thing um <laughs> academically um it wasn't until I left university that I still felt this kind of hankering to explore uh music as a professional thing so how did you I think it's brilliant you know and and other um other minds might say maybe it wasn't the wrong thing to do maybe it was exactly the right thing to do Yeah that's a very good point like everyone has their own path um and I think um you know especially in today's world of social media everybody uh falls victim to comparison and I feel that because I started late in inverted commas, because I didn't start when I was 17, 18, and I actually came to the music industry when I was mid-20s. I feel like I'm behind, but actually that doesn't really matter at all, and I have a lot of experience that other people don't mm. Mm. Um, that I can bring to a session, you know, because you might want to bring up uh, the poetry of Byron when you're writing a song. <laughs> totally. Why not? <laughs> yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> How did you, what was the next step for you? How did you end up at the BBC? So university and the BBC was all, that all felt like, uh, that was the time when I wasn't really thinking what I wanted to do. That was just like what I ended up doing. Um, because, I think because I was academic, I was did well at school. I just like did all the things that people thought, I thought I should do. So I, I, you know, I went to Oxford and then I got this job at the BBC. I didn't, it was in marketing and I didn't know anything about marketing. I just, uh, it was actually in Radio 3. And again, because I had an interest in music and Radio 3 does like lots of classical music. Um, I just applied for this job and got it. And um, yeah, and then before I knew it, I was just, you know, in the machine. Um <laughs> working in a job that I, d I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. Like, the BBC is an amazing uh, corporation uh, and does amazing stuff, especially in radio and all the 
Radio 3 and concerts and proms, which is where I was working. But I just felt like I was on the wrong side of the table. Um, and I was writing, you know, marketing materials about music rather than doing the music. Mm-hmm. And so I just started to uh, think about whether I could be a songwriter because I have always written songs and been musical my whole life and so I started to think about that and google that and um, I stumbled upon ICMP which is a music college in London Um, and I was thinking about enrolling there because I had no idea how to start and that seemed like a good way to maybe give me an introduction so that's what I did I enrolled at ICMP whilst I was still working at the BBC so I did both for like a year um and then at the end of that course I decided that that was absolutely what I wanted to do so wow that's so cool at the same time brilliant maybe one thing that also uh might be interesting to know what really made you flick the switch was there an event or was it like an accumulation of like a feeling that you were as you called it the wrong side of the table what Um, happened what kind of what was the sort of so the actual the jump was actually that i i got a job in another in a studio um okay so because when i was at music college i was uh you know one of the biggest challenges is finding a way to live um when you're first starting out as a musician and i i just didn't see how i could um survive without my bbc job and um and I, I'm not someone that is very, like, I don't believe in fate necessarily or um, or any of that. I think, you know, you make your own path. But I was living in an ex-council block um, that I just moved into towards the end of my music college course when I was considering, um, you know, what I should do next. And um, as we were moving in, my housemate, pointed up at a sign at an actual sign uh, <laughs> that said recording studio and an arrow <laughs> um, and it was there was a recording studio in the car park area of this council estate um, and actually quite a re- like renowned recording studio it used to be called sphere oh really and oh wow <laughs> that is so, so there I was moving house wondering like how I'm going to make a way in the music industry and I moved and there was literally a sign pointing me to a recording studio so and um, <laughs> what a recording studio I know it was an incredible place and I uh, basically knocked on that door and um asked for some work experience and just kind of wheedled my way in there um, and ended up being studio manager. Um, and then I, that's when I left the BBC because I had found something else that I could, you know, that could sustain me and was in music where I could learn. Um, and that's kind of how I made that, the, the start of that transition. I mean, it's it's almost the sort of, it's, um, it's like the classic uh, route, isn't it? Almost. Yes, the very traditional route of like, working your way up from making the tea in studios is um is kind of what I I didn't do it very traditionally like some people make tea for years and years and then become an assistant engineer and Mm. engineer and um I've kind of uh I was studio manager 
um, at Sphere, uh, or what became Battersea Park Studios, um, at a time where Sphere was kind of moving to LA, so it kind of rebranded. Um, but whilst I was there, I just kind of started to learn from other people, um, like how to how to produce, how to record. Um, and then after that studio closed, I then went into other kind of assistant roles um, where I learnt more of the craft of recording alongside um, what I already kind of knew about songwriting. I think that's the great, I think that's such a great way to learn, you know, when you're learning off people doing it in the real world with real people. Absolutely. Like you really get, you really get under the skin of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think um, I definitely feel like I'm a better producer for having learnt um, about engineering in that way. Um, and whilst I still don't consider myself to be like an engineer, like I would love to have an engineer do that uh, for me on a project. But as um, is often the case, there isn't like the massive budgets to have you know, three people um, assisting and recording and and producing. So, uh, you know, the role is really becoming more in, more and more uh, put into one person, which I don't necessarily agree with. But mm. you do have to be able to do it all <laughs> these days. There was um there was a there was a good post by a producer called uh, Aubrey Whit. Fields. Mm. Is, that, is that is that right? That, yeah, that, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I follow she, her as well. Yeah, no, she's super cool. And she said, um, she said, write down all the things that make you a producer. And of course, it's like being an engineer, being a, <laughs> being a computer programmer, being a, a human resources manager. You know, it's it's <laughs> nowadays it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> being being a chief cat herder, Stefan, as you well know. <laughs> Yep. Uh, it's it's like you have to do it. You have to do everything. And um, but but Sophie, I I agree with you. You know, it it can be quite wearing. You know? Yeah, I mean, and also I like I definitely so the, the traditional in, in inverted commas roles. I think they just um, that's the optimum, really. Like that's the ideal. Um, and if you are in the producer role and someone else is handling the recording, your brain is free to think about the creative choices. Um, and often I find if I'm, if I'm like, you know, recording as well as producing, which is most of the time, um, it's, it's just more work, isn't it? Like often I'll have mm. to, after the session, I'll have to dig in a bit more into like the production because uh, in the session I was focusing on, um, you know, how the vocal was hitting the compressor and other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, for me, as an aside, I always feel that I, I'm a bass player, that uh, when other people produce records that I play bass on, I play better bass when I'm not the producer. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's just good to get as many people involved as possible, really, um, because then everyone can kind of step into their roles and do what they're best at. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I um, there's one small question that um, maybe for if we move on in your great resume, um, <laughs> coming back to the ICMP, uh, you said you did it in parallel whilst you were at the BBC. How much do you think what you've learned at the ICMP um, was useful when you went to Sphere? 
Well, I did a songwriting course, so um, we didn't really learn anything about the workings of a studio um, because it, that wasn't really the focus. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, before I went to ICMP, um, and I think ICMP is amazing. I mean, I went there many, many years ago now, but um, I knew nothing <laughs> at all about the music industry. Um, and this was like... It was called a professional diploma. I don't think that course exists anymore, but it's basically like the first year of a degree. Um, and it was a, just a really great introduction to someone that, that doesn't know about copyrights, that doesn't know about the industry, that doesn't know about how a songwriting session works. Um, it was it basically brought me up to a level where I felt I could um, represent myself as a songwriter in the industry um but yeah going into sphere again I, I also knew nothing so it was all it's all just a big learning curve um but that's what was so great about that experience actually is that I learned from um the people in that studio um who were all really lovely and supportive and wanted to share their many years of experience um so I think as long as you show a willingness to learn wherever you are, then um, people are always like happy to um, share their knowledge and help you out. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Totally. totally. I, I, I love this story, really. It's such a cool, a really great. <laughs> great. I, I, I really do. It's, it's wonderful. I, I, I'm really digging it. And, and um, as, as James was alluding to early on, I, I need to ask you about the Spotify Secret Genius <laughs> Studio because when I read it, I go, whoa, what is, what is this? And probably people are totally intrigued. I mean, Spotify Secret it's Genius Studio. It's, <laughs> it's like, wow. Is there like a magic wand or something? <laughs> but please tell us about that. So um, basically, Spotify have... Um, I think they have four or five studios around the world um, run by... So you've probably heard of the Secret Genius like branch of Spotify. Um, I think they might be rebranding now, actually, to something called Notable. Um, but basically, with, with one hand, Spotify gives, and with one hand, it takes away, as, um, oh. as you may well have experienced as a songwriter, um, you know, the... The debate over royalties is definitely an issue. Um, but I think to kind of counteract that and show their support for creators, they have Secret Genius, um, which champions people behind the scenes. So the producers, the songwriters, the people that make the songs. Um, and the studios that they have, um, there's one in London, there's one in LA, there's one in Canada, and there's one in Nashville. Um they offer it to creatives to use for free with no no catches like everyone keeps all of their copyrights of anything they make there um and they can just use it for the day if they are like invited by spotify to use it um so uh this is a really long explanation <laughs> but um in addition to that every year they do a um a residency, so a six-month residency, f specifically for um, women in audio. So um, the re recipients of that residency get to work in the Secret Genius Studio for six months of the year. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and the, the studio is based at Metropolis, so it's one of the kind of production rooms 
I'm Brilliant. there. And obviously, there was a lovely explanation. It makes a lot of sense. I understand now. I think it's great. We understand, I think. And uh, But how was it? How was it? It was. Um, it was an amazing experience. It was really like... Because basically Spotify curated who would come into the studio every day. And that meant that my role would always be different as well. So sometimes um, I'd be in more of an engineering role and sometimes I'd be in more of a producer role. Um, sometimes I'd get to bring in whoever I want and I could do writing and production. Um, but it was it was really amazing and I, I got to meet so many people and I felt like I was sometimes just witnessing people that come into that studio that are so many leagues are like above where I'm at like it was just really amazing to see how they work um and just be witness to that really um so was it was it was it was it new people every day yes wow (laughs) that is that is full on it yeah. is, and it's a lot of different genres as well. And um, yeah, I mean, sometimes people would would come for like one or two days, sometimes even a week if it was like a more of a, a camp thing. Um, but yeah, it was every day is a different day. Um, wow, different person. Yeah, I mean, a way to what a way to flex your creative <laughs> muscles. I mean, you know, some, sometimes you know when you when you work on a project for a week or two weeks, you start to sort of. I I certainly have. I've started to experience burnout, you know, cr- uh, creatively. Yeah, and you're in- sort of questioning, like, oh my, like, how can I be more creative? What can I come up with next? <laughs> Flipping neck, doing it every day for six mm. months. It was actually, and also the hardest part I found was actually the routine because I'm I'm such a whimsy, creative person that that kind of just gets up when they oh, wake up, usually, mm. <laughs> and and uh, I had to be there at a set time every day and my that was some adjustment to my body clock <laughs> but, um but yeah I mean, I mean to be honest like a, a lot of the time because um the majority of what they do is is kind of writing sessions and mostly pop like um I wouldn't like it wouldn't be hugely uh challenging um if it's just a writing session and they just need like a vocal mic um but then sometimes people would come in with like all sorts of mad equipment and pedals and amps and stuff and um so yeah it you have to be on your toes definitely i wanted to ask you about pop music which i know is such a huge term <laughs> but i just because i i love pop music i Me just too. love it and I, like why like what is it is there a certain thing is it is it a feeling is it the production like what because there's so many elements to it and That's i think the- it's evolved so much over the years as well is there can you can you explain to us what your love is of pop music? <laughs> That's a really good question. I I don't I've never really thought about why I love pop music so much. Um but I think what you're aiming for when you write a pop song is is you're not necessarily trying to make high high art. You you want to make something that has the widest appeal possible. Mm. Um and I, I really love doing that. I really love um, trying to like tap into that zeitgeist of what people love at that moment. Um, and yeah, and I, I think also I've just kind of grown up on pop music and it's just, 
what I it's like my go-to default when I write and when I produce as well um and I think what I especially love about it is that it is always changing like the pop music of the 80s has a sound and I think the pop music Mm. of of now will have a sound even though music is so diverse now um I think that's what's exciting about it to me is that you it's not like you're in one specific genre and you become a master of that like you can never become the master of pop music because it's always always changing um and it's about who can be the most innovative and create the next trend Mm. wicked yeah that makes a lot of sense so so um maybe on that note i i have one more question um could you tell us kind of what creative work you has recently blown you away and that could be anything it could be oh, wow. musical architecture or movies or books or what has really kind of sort of ignited your creative flame that is a really good question i'll have to think about that for a second um i'm really bad at remembering names of films ah 12 angry men um so oh. it's a really old film yeah and i know it i've seen it and it was just and it was just in one room um and it was so so captivating because it just really taps into like um like human nature and people's like judgment of other people and compassion and empathy um and there's something also really magic about watching like a black and white film mm. um i really love that um so yeah I, i think films have been really inspiring me a lot recently actually like i feel like any any creative art form you can take with you as inspiration um for creating music and stuff so yeah i really enjoyed that film well that's brilliant I, it just is an aside my parents made me watch that movie and then we had to discuss it afterwards oh <laughs> yes that is that is a wow yeah i mean that's a pretty good good upbringing i think <laughs> yeah absolutely my parents are ace <laughs> Sophie, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're going to have to leave it there because we are running out of time. Um, well, it's been such a pleasure to Amazing. talk to you. Amazing. It's been so nice. Yeah, absolutely. What, what a fantastic uh, career you had so far and uh, really brilliant. Absolutely. So peeps, get in touch with Sophie. I'm sure, you know, she'll be happy with work. Anyone who comes <laughs> up and wants to find a new sidegeist pop music trend you know you you you, you're the person for it i think (laughs) thank you very much thank you so much for having me pleasure thanks sophie all All the best to you all right take care Bye. bye